ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, January. Not even January. Where'd that come from? That's the kind of week that's been. That's the kind of week it's been so far. It's just Monday. Welcome in. It is Monday, February 6th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. See, that's where we are right now. That's this been my week so far. I don't want to say that's because Marshall lost on Saturday. It set me off for the last couple of days, but... I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it as the excuse. We're going to get your text in this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I just haven't had a good speak. I just, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't had a good sports week. Now, the only thing good that's been going on right now, I mean, Marshall did win on Thursday, and the Marshall women are on a five-game win streak. How about that? So we've got some good things happening, but on Saturday, the men fell to Louisiana 77-67. So Marshall's now 19-6, and 8-4 and in league play, while Louisiana improved to 20-4, and 10-2 in league play. And we're going to talk about that here this hour with your text at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll get your comments in. Now that we've had a couple of days to kind of take it in, how are we feeling about it? Are we okay collectively? Uh, we going to need this uh, Monday therapy session to talk about this? Is that where we're at right now? Because we got some things to break down. We have some things that need to be uh, – we need to talk about. First of all, Jordan Brown is real. I'm going to use Coach Huff terms. Jordan Brown is real. 26 points against the Herd, 10 of 19 shooting, had 14 defensive boards alone, 6 on the offensive glass. Marshall as a team rebounded 25 times, Jordan Brown 20 times, and Marshall got out-rebounded 47 to 25. So that's a big one that needs fixed. I don't even remember Greg Williams Jr. He had 20 points in this game, but I don't remember him. I was focused on Jordan Brown so much. And uh, Themis Folks, he had 12, and I don't remember him as well. He had seven assists. And the thing about Marshall is points in the paint, Louisiana dominated there, 48-30. Points off turnovers, that helped keep Marshall in the game, but Louisiana still won that battle 20-18. to Second chance points, 15-7 in favor of Louisiana. Of course, you, you get – Rebounding, when you have an opportunity to rebound, Marshall only had eight offensive rebounds. Louisiana had 16. So I wasn't expecting much in that category. Fast break points. Again, this is, in my mind, always a Marshall stat, but it was not. 22-6 in favor of Louisiana. Bench points really didn't matter. You know, when we had the postgame on Saturday night, some of you were mad I don't know how to put it. Concerned. There you go. That's probably the better term. Some of you were concerned that Marshall just didn't use its rotation, that Marshall did not decide to, for whatever reason, use its rotation. So what do we have here? We have a short bench. 
Andrew Taylor had 38 minutes. Micah Hanlogden had 28. Camden Kerfin had 38. Tavion Kinsey had 39. Albina Anachilli Killen had 27. And then Wyatt Bricks and Jacob Connor got some minutes as well. Obina had three fouls at one point. Camden Kerfman had four at one point. Micah had logged in fouls out with five. Tavion had three fouls at one point. Andrew Taylor had three fouls at one point. And the free throw line, Marshall was 12 of 16. And Louisiana was 15 of 26. And go back to my point I made on Saturday, Jordan Brown, he was 6 of 13 from the free throw line. If he'd have hit more... He could have had 30-plus points in this one. And that's one thing there that I thought was really interesting is he could have had more, but he was just not effective from the free throw line the way that some have been. Three-point shot, really not a factor here. Marshall was 7 of 20 from the three-point line. Louisiana was 4 of 12. So, really, Marshall took more and got three more than Louisiana. Louisiana was 4 of 12. So, Louisiana, in the game, shot 33.3% from the three-point line. And Marshall, 7 of 20, 35%. But it just didn't matter. I mean, first half alone, Louisiana took six, hit one. So the herd didn't get beat there. That wasn't the reason. Louisiana shot 29 of 58. Marshall shot 24 of 62. Free throws, that was almost even there. Again, 12 of 16 for the herd, 15 of 26 for Louisiana. And Marshall, Marshall did go on a run. Marshall did have an opportunity. Louisiana at one point led by 18. So Marshall did go on some runs to try to to cut the deficit. Marshall only got outscored by three. No, actually, they only got outscored by two in that second half. It was a 41-39 advantage. So it was only a two-point difference between the two in the second half. It was that first half where Marshall got down 36 to 28. So that was a hole that the herd dug itself, couldn't get back up. And I'm going to let you hear Tavion Kinsey in a few minutes and Dan D'Antoni. Tavion said that they didn't have energy. And I asked him, so why is that? And I wasn't trying to be I wasn't trying to be a jerk about it when I asked him. It's just, hey, you know this was a big game, so why do teams? Why did your team come out flat? If that's that's something we're going to talk about, why do guys come out flat? I mean, Tavion, he had 28 points, 10 of 21. Andrew Taylor, seven points, three of 15 from the field. Camden Kerfman. Nine points, three of ten from the field. I can see one guy coming out flat, a couple of guys, but if all your guys are coming out flat, what what is the reason for that? That, that was just a genuine help me understand because you guys knew this was a big game. So Dan addressed that. 
Tavion address that a little bit, and we're going to hear that. Our text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter writes in and says, we are a little above average team in a poor basketball conference. That's that's one way to look at it because Sunbelt was not as regarded. We'll see what it looks like, though, come tournament time. We'll see if the conference representative in the tournament can make some noise. We'll see how teams do and other postseason opportunities, NIT. That might give you a better gauge to see how things are. I think Louisiana is a good team. I think Southern Miss is a good team. I think Marshall's a good team. Just I don't have the evidence from Saturday to back that one up. They, they're a good team. I don't know if they're a great team. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Or they just weren't a ready team. That's probably more accurate. They were not a ready team. So I've got Tavion's comments from Saturday. I also have Dan's comments. They're very short, so we can get to them and still have time for you. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So we're going to put this one to bed today. After this, we're moving on. And congratulations to the women, by the way. I'm going to talk to Tony Kemper tomorrow, so we'll save more of that for tomorrow. But Marshall women are on a, on a run right now, on a streak, and hope that continues. I give Tony credit, Tony Kemper, head coach of the team. I give him credit because that team was in a spot where really – could have won some of those games, but put itself in a situation not to win. Wasn't that it went out and got outclassed by a team and just like, okay, we just got beat. It was the team put itself in positions not to win, and then it didn't win. And so now the team is putting itself in positions to win, or at least finding ways to dig itself out of holes to win, whatever the case may be. I can't wait till we get to the point where this Marshall women's team just goes out and throttles somebody and doesn't have to worry about coming back. That's what I'm hoping for. Tony Kemper will be tomorrow. We have a full show for you tomorrow, but we have time for you today. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're going to hear in detail from Tavion Kinsey what happened on Saturday. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni as well. And we'll hear from you on this edition of The Drive. It's February 6th, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We continue on with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We take your text, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Our text line is open to you, and uh, let's um, let's go to that here in a few minutes. But first, I want to hear from Tavion Kinsey. That's the first thing I want to address. Tavion in the game, 28 points, 10 of 21 from the field. He was 1 of 2 from the three-point line, 7 of 10 from the free throw line. He was out there 39 minutes. Uh, Ultimately, he ended up minus nine in the contest. 
if you understand what the plus and minus means, uh, you know that he was out there where the other team scored more than he did as a team. So look at Louisiana. Uh, most of their players, uh, their bench players are in the minus. Their starters are in the plus. So Jordan Brown, uh, plus 17. So he was out there, and when he was out there, his team scored more than the other team. So when Tavion was out there, Louisiana scored more than when he was out there. I'm not talking individually. I'm talking about as a team. So, you know, he's minus nine. Andrew was minus 12. Micah was minus 13. Camden Kerfman was minus 11. Obina Anachili Killen was minus 18. And the team didn't look like it was ready to go, maybe. Is that the best way to describe it? Lacks the energy? Uh, that was something I asked about that game, and we asked Tavion to talk about it. He he basically said that when he was asked, you know, what was it about Louisiana, he said clearly so everyone could hear that was a that was a Marshall issue. That was not a Louisiana issue. Uh, it's a good road win. Uh, we came out a little bit and that is not the right cut. So we'll get to that here in a few minutes. Uh, let me move on to uh, other cuts. Let's see if I have them here. Because, again, it's Monday. And as I told you earlier, uh, coming into this thing, it has all the feels of a Monday. Absolutely has all the feels of a Monday for me. So uh, I'll tell you what. I don't have my cuts queued up properly, so I'm going to get to that in a minute. That means I've got time for you on the text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255 on this Monday of Mondays. Our text line, uh, let me see if I can address this one. Texter says, not a fan of Kemper, leaving it at that, but why does no reporter ever ask tough questions of Dan? Klein in charge of bigs, and none ever progress, only regress. Obina should not be taking threes. Early should see the floor more. He'll likely transfer. Dan refuses to go zone with quicker guards, and they eat him alive every time. He also refuses to fight for better recruits. Nothing coming in to Stan Kinsey, and no confidence the freshman will be developed. Hope Christian does the right thing for the program. Greg Marshall still out there. So... Marshall's nine and six, eight and four. Right now, third place in the conference. Would your stance change if Marshall wins the conference? I don't think the regular season's going to happen. I think the tournament is more likely what's going to happen here. Do you see the rest of the way being above average, average, below average here? And do you think, and truly, I, I want to know, do you think that after this season it's time for Dan D'Antoni to go? That's what I want to know. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Do you think that this Louisiana game is an indicator of Marshall's good but not great, it's time to make a change? Or is this just one bump in the road? 
Because let's be honest, college basketball is changing. The transfer portal is going to make things more difficult if you don't know how to, to navigate it. Seriously. I mean, think about this for a second. Every player you have on this team now, not happy with the situation, can opt out, go elsewhere, can transfer, gives players the freedom because coaches can go anywhere. They can leave, so players now have that opportunity to do so as well. So uh, Texas hoping that Greg Marshall comes back and coaches heard basketball. And so why does no reporter ever ask tough questions? Sometimes it's kind of hard to do so on Zoom, but I'm not going to I'm not going to make excuses and I can't really explain why other reporters don't ask questions that you think should be asked. So what are some of the questions we should be asking? I'll I'll, I'll entertain that. What are some of the questions that we should be asking? And I mean I include myself. I include the TV stations when they're covering the post game. I'm including newspaper, student radio. What should we all be asking right now as, as a media core? What are the questions that we need to ask? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Okay, I got everything queued up now as we speak. Let's go back a step. Tavion Kinsey. 28 points. Was it enough when asked about what was it that was challenging about Louisiana? Here's what he had to say. Um, it was us. We came out flat. You can't come out flat. It was their senior night. We came out flat on their senior night. We came out flat in front of a, a so almost a, it looked like a sold out crowd. You know, you, you can't walk into somebody else's gym and think that you, you're going to be able to turn it on and turn it off. It starts with me. I'm a, I'm the leader. I didn't I didn't come out with the, the the best energy as a leader to pass it through my team. So I take full responsibility for that. Um, but we try to turn it on in the second half, and uh, we you can't do that. Not especially with not a team like this. They're a great team. Uh, they play well together. They um they executed their their stuff, and we just didn't play our basketball in the first half. We didn't press. Uh, we didn't come out with energy. We didn't get up in them. We didn't run in transition, and then we tried to in the second half, but sometimes it's a little too late for that. Tavian, what causes that coming out flat? I mean, it was a big game. You knew that. You told us it was a huge game. So what was it that maybe caught you in the first half where you you tried to turn it on the second half? Um, I think it's just a, a, a mental thing. I think it's it's something that you got to want. You got to know that when you're walking into a, a game like this, you, you can't pick and choose when you're going to turn it on off you know nobody's that good not me not anybody on this team is good enough to turn it on and off and you know you can't walk into a a team that's eight and two nine and two and and think you're going to just walk in here and be able to turn it on in the in the second half and then we can come back and win every game you know uh they battle and also they beat us on the glass in the first half really really bad you know uh they punked us they, they they wanted it more than us in the first half and and, and we try to turn it on the second. But I, I think it's a mental preparation thing. You just It, it takes the night before, the, the day before, being prepared before the game. And you can't prepare when the game starts. It never, it, it never goes well for you. What do you take away from this to come back better? Um, just take away that you, you can't start out flat. You got you to gotta bring it every single night. You got to bring it every single game. Um, you got to come out and want it. And whoever wants it in the end is going to win the game. And they wanted it more than us in the first half. 
And, um, you know, they made some some plays in the first four minutes of the second half, and that's usually our winning time, and we didn't win in that part. Uh, we we battled and we fought, but you, you can't always try to battle and fight your way and scratch your way back, though, especially with a team like this, and they're on their home floor. So what we take away is just being prepared, being prepared at all times. It, it doesn't matter if it's two days before, a day before, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, we, we were, I think we were high off the win that we got, um, at App State, and uh, we got to put that behind us, learn how to put that behind us and move on to the next game and uh, be prepared for that. So I think that's what we walk away with and, and we learn and we'll, we'll apply that in the future. Yeah, they are one of the better teams in the Sun Belt, the best team in the Sun Belt, like keeping other teams off the boards. What do they do so well uh, down near the basket that helps them dominate rebounding? Uh, I think they just go and attack the ball. They go and get the ball. Um, it's not much, so much of a boxing out thing. It's just when the ball goes up, they go and get it. And we didn't do that tonight in the first half. We barely did it that much in the second half. Uh, they jumped on the floor. Um, Coach Jackson, he said it was going to be a trench game, and exactly what it was. Every every battle was fought in the paint for the rebound. They they attacked the ball at its highest point, at the lowest point on the ground. Uh, they dove for it. So. Um, when, when you face teams like that, teams that they, they weren't even boxing out. They were just going to go and get the rebound. And when you're tenacious and you want the rebound, you'll get it. You know, if you want it better than the other person, you, you'll get it. And that's what they showed tonight. And we got to come out with that type of intensity and that type of fight and, and, and make sure that we do that when we see them again and in the next game. Tavion, how frustrating is it, was it for your defense to play get, got against Jordan Brown? 20 points. He scored a 20-20 on the night. How frustrating was that for your defense to really get going against a player who's having a dominant night? Uh, he's a good player. You know, uh, we got to figure out how to stop him next time Next time around. He controlled the boards, and I think that's where he flourished tonight. And uh, his touch was great around the room. Uh, but sometimes you just got to want it more than him. And uh, he wanted it bad tonight. So I take my hat off to him. But when we see him again, we understand what he's good at. He wants to go and get the rebound. He wants to stay around the basket. And um, I, I think we'll we'll see him again. We'll, we'll be ready. Let's hope that there's a rematch and Marshall's on top of the rematch. Tavion Kinsey, his comments after the game on Saturday. Our text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Back to the text line we go in relation to is it time for Dan D'Antoni to go. That was earlier from our text line. Texter writes in and says, it is definitely time for Dan to go. The only good win we have this year that I can think of is Toledo. The conference play is not that strong, and the non-conference play was barely above high school. So one already in the books for Dan should go. Texter writes in and says, it's been the same for 10 years. Nothing will change. So, yes, I think it's time for Dan to go. What says you? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni. We'll get his reaction to the game on Saturday, and we'll get more of your text. Get it out. It's your Monday. Vent. Let's do this. We'll feel better for it afterwards. Marshall losing on Saturday, 77-67. to We're going to feel better after today. I'm going to help you through this. Text line one more time, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up. This edition of The Drive is on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Welcome back to the Monday, February 6th edition, The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Marshall losing on Saturday, 77-67, and we've already had some of you express concern for Dan D'Antoni as the head coach. One of you even say we, the media, we need to ask better questions. We need to ask better questions. I'm sorry, tough questions, not better. Tough questions. Saturday, I asked Dan, what was it about Louisiana that made them so challenging? Here's his response to me and the famed sports writer from the Herald-Dispatch, Luke Creasy. They wanted it more early than we did. They came out intent on winning the ball game, and we came out to play a ball game. And they can't do that. We gave them a 17-point lead and doubled us in rebounds. Every loose ball we didn't seem to get, they were a little quicker to it. You know, we learned a lesson. If you're going to play these big ball games, you got to gear back up another notch. And uh, they they were here, had a big crowd, give them credit for that. They played extremely hard. Uh, Mike is playing a guy that's about seven years older than him. You know what? We fought, but we fought back. We had chances toward the end. Eight, I think we got down seven, maybe eight. A couple little missed numbers right there, but we had to play perfect because of the beginning. We just didn't start the way you got to start in these games. How much of a matchup problem did uh, number 21 give you guys? You mean uh, Brown? Yeah. Well, obviously, he got 26 points and uh, 20 rebounds. Uh, you know, look at the stats. But I thought OB did a nice job. We might have to look to flip that uh, again. But some of the stuff that, again, I, I think the biggest thing, Andy didn't have the type of game he normally has. They And you got to give credit to them, too. They jumped in his crap, stayed into it. So you got you to give them credit. We got to get him off a little bit better. But again, I just think it's when you start slow and the big kid got a lot of things because we didn't pressure him getting the ball to him. We allowed it to go from our guards into him. Then now you got to be really good inside. I mean, he's a he's a five-year guy, I believe, or four or five, transferred from, you know, Arizona State. Got long arms, 6'11". You got a freshman on him. That was tough, but uh, – that wasn't the determining factor. I mean, obviously, hell, without him, they might be in trouble. But even with him, we'd have played early like we're supposed to and come out with that fire in him. We had a chance and we might have won this ball game. All right, Dan D'Antoni, that's the entire presser on Saturday from the loss. Marshall dropping a tough one against Louisiana, 77-67. to Okay, your reaction, 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Marshall hopefully will get the bounce back coming up this week. And don't forget, tonight, for those of you listening live, you can tune in to the Dan D'Antoni call-in show. You can find out what the coach has to say. And that is coming up tonight, 7.05, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and on 93.7 The Dog. So, We've established that Jordan Brown is pretty good. We established that Andrew Taylor did not have an Andrew Taylor night. Camden Kerfman, 3 of 10. And I think 
foul troubles always going to plague this team. That's going to hurt. You need. To, I. I honestly think we need to see more of Obina and Achille Killen on the floor, and we got a good dose of him last night. I'm sorry on Saturday night, but we need more of him. And I will say this, and it comes back to bite me every time I say it. So I'll say it again. I'll go out and put it out there. When Obina has a bad night from the three-point line, 0-3. Okay, so Obina's throwing balls up, 0-3. Now, Dan might say, look, you gotta, you got to take those shots because they're not going to respect him. if and He's got to make them, but he's also got to take them or they're gonna, not going to respect him. They're going to pack it in. But when I say... No, I don't want to see Obina taking a three. He'll come back and have a good performance, or at least he'll hit some three-point shots. So maybe that'll be the reverse. Every time I say, don't take the three, Obina does well. So reverse psychology here, maybe. Maybe I need to call him out on threes, and so he'll come back mad at me. That's fine. I'll take it. 7-20 to 20 from the three-point line for the Thundering Herd. And so t- they, played, they played in a... I don't want to say capacity, but for them, they hadn't seen a crowd like that in, in many years. So they had a packed place for for Louisiana. By Louisiana standards, packed place. Hadn't seen that crowd in, in a long time. For the herd. Dan said this the other night, that App State, for them, doubled their crowd. So Marshall's going into some better venues here as far as crowd engagement, fan engagement. I, I like that, but at the same time, that doesn't matter. But the crowd was definitely into it. So Marshall's back on the road and then home for two more and then back on the road in the conference tournament. Still a lot of ball to be played. I don't know if Marshall can catch up to the leaders and win the conference regular season, but at the same time, a good seed will get them to where they need to be in the tournament. You want to, the way this thing spread out, you, you want to get those uh, top seeds. You want to get those top seeds so you can at least have fresher legs. That's the key here. Marshall can stay among the leaders, and I think Marshall's got a shot to do that. But at the same time. You're gonna have to come out and play with a little bit more energy. That that's that's a given right there. We just we need to see that a lot better. And I don't know. Some of you are saying we need to see a little bit more rotation. I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna that's gonna be the uh, the ultimate answer there. I mean, Louisiana did, um, and again, they gave some guys some minutes. Just a few minutes. Marshall, maybe Marshall can do that and more go into the depth a little bit. Because really all you got was Fricks and Connor out there. Fricks was out there for 16. Connor was out there for 14 minutes. Now maybe you can work someone else in. Would that help? Honestly, would that help more? 304 396 talk. 304-396-8255. And to go to a, a texter's point earlier, is Greg Marshall the answer? Seriously, is Greg Marshall the answer? Will Greg Marshall be the savior to come into Huntington 
and turn Marshall basketball around to where a lot of people think it should be? Is he the answer? And will the athletic director make that decision? Or we'll see what happens. Tournament time's coming up. We'll see what happens. We'll see what's next for this team. Still some basketball to be played. There, there are four more road games. There are two more home games. There's a conference tournament. We make that evaluation, I think, as we get to the conference tournament. If Marshall goes in among the leaders, okay. If Marshall does well, maybe wins the tournament, gets into the NCAA, then what do you say? If Marshall doesn't win the tournament, Marshall doesn't get into a, a postseason like the NIT, then what do you say? So we've got some time. We've got some time to, uh, to talk about that. More coming up, including your text, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to this Monday edition of The Drive. It is February 6th, and personally, it feels like a Monday. It just feels like Monday and then some. I hope you're having a better go of it. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Here on ESPN, 94.1 AM 930. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We go back to the text line, and before we continue, if you just tuned in a few minutes ago, uh, we've been talking about Marshall's loss against Louisiana. It was a 77-67 loss. And we're getting it out of your system today. If you've got frustrations to vent, go ahead. Get them out of your system today. And some of you have already vented those frustrations think maybe it's time for a change at the top of the basketball program. And from our text line, another texter writes in and says, Heard basketball hasn't changed much the past 10 years. So if nothing changes, then nothing changes. Sunbelt Tournament will determine a lot. And I agree with that. Sunbelt Tournament will determine a lot. Because if Marshall goes out and wins this thing, now you want to win the regular season. Of course you do. I want to see Marshall win the regular season and then win the tournament. But if you want to get into the NCAA tournament, you got to win the conference tournament. And so this is what Marshall's going to have to do. Go out there and win the conference tournament. And then Marshall will be in the NCAA tournament, and we will not be having these conversations about Dan D'Antoni, and maybe it's time for him to go. Instead, we'll be having these conversations about how great it is to get back into the NCAA tournament. And Dan D'Antoni has led the herd once again, something that hasn't happened in decades. It's now happened twice under Dan D'Antoni. You'd like to see it happen more. You don't want it to be just an occurrence now and then. You'd like to see it be a frequent occurrence. But it is what it is. Terrible cliche and all. It is what it is. Maybe the herd can start turning this thing around and and make it more of a – I like to see it a yearly occurrence. Get Marshall back into the tournament a lot more than we've seen. I know for some of you, you have never seen Marshall in the NCAA tournament until a few years ago. And then there are those of us who lived in the 80s. And we saw it all. And it was it was glorious. It really was. The 80s were glorious. And then it just started to fall apart. So here we are right now. 
304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. All right, uh, Texer writes in and says that they really appreciate the job. There's some other things. I can't read them all. Uh, I really appreciate the job you do connecting to the fans. Thank you. Uh, the rest of it is a personal part. So, uh, again, I read this stuff live as I get it. Uh, I don't filter it as much. So when you see an opportunity to text me, you will get me pretty much reading it almost unfiltered. So texter writes in and, and appreciates uh, the way I handle my business. I appreciate that and really appreciates the job that I do. And I appreciate that as well. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um yeah, this isn't. I can't. T- this isn't something you take personal. This is. Uh, this is a job, in which, when you interact with people, there are going to be a lot of opinions, and there are going to be disagreements on these opinions. For exact, for example, for example, um, someone wrote in earlier and said that they weren't a fan of Tony Kemper. Well, I'm a fan of Tony Kemper. I've got a great relationship with the coach, and I'm not going to lie and tell you that I don't. And that's going to be the first thing you're going to hear from me. I have a really good relationship with the Marshall women's basketball team. So I'm rooting for that guy. Some of you might not. Some of you are. I'm not going to take it personal that we disagree on that. But, you know, I I will be honest with you. I like the guy. I hope he wins them out. And so, um, yeah, this isn't stuff. This You don't take this personal. You can't. I mean, we're in the we're in the toy department here of life right now. This is the toy department of life. This is sports. Now, the toy department has become big business, but it's still the toy department, and we should all, at the end of the day, be having fun in the toy department, even though we have frustrations. Um, I guess see. Okay, I got to edit this one. Um. Texter writes in, you can't have a brother from the NBA and expect Bob Huggins results. Uh, This is from Mark Jr. from West Canova. So, I like Dan. I like Mike, too. I like his brother. I like both. I like the D'Antoni family. I think Dan has forgotten more about basketball than most of us will ever remember. And I think Mike has probably forgotten more about basketball than all of us will ever remember. But the NBA is completely different. I don't know. What if Mike D'Antoni had coaching reign as Marshall's coach? Would that have been different than having Dan? I don't know. I don't know. But that's from Mark Jr. from West Canova. So I appreciate that. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Coming up later is the Dan D'Antoni Show. You're going to have an opportunity to tweet at the Voice of the Herd, Steve Cotton, and get your question asked to the head coach. And, of course, you can always go down to Calamity J and you can take the Pepsi crowd mic and ask the question directly to the head coach. So take advantage of that. Head on down to Calamity J. Speak to the coach. Ask your question. It'll be heard on the radio. And we'll all listen here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and on 93.7 The Dog. So I'll be back with you tomorrow. Um, 
working on a couple of things for tomorrow. I can tell you one of them. So I'm going to have tomorrow from the big green, Teddy Klumper. He's bringing a special guest in. So we're going to do that. I'm also going to head over to Marshall tomorrow. I'm going to talk to the guy himself, Tony Kemper. Get his thoughts on the upcoming week. Herds on a five-game winning streak. So they're surging. Stay tuned. Dan D'Antoni Show coming up within an hour plus. Your chance to hear what the head coach has to say about last week and the week ahead. And I'll be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930.